Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates, 208-471-4444. Straight from your waking nightmare, it's the Morning After podcast with Nick and Big J. Presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, the Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With a large selection of cars, SUVs, crossovers, and trucks, and payments as low as $250 a month, Rob and his crew have exactly what you need. And with one of Idaho's largest Subaru service centers, Rob and his crew have got you taken care of with express oil changes in under 45 minutes guaranteed, or it's free. And now, Nick and Big J. We are here. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Good morning to you. It is the 28th day of September 2022. She's a Wednesday. My name is Nick. Breaking news. Big J is here, and he is ready to go for a Wednesday morning. How are you, is Big that, J? Is that breaking news? I don't think so. I think it is to the people that haven't heard you yet. It'd be, it'd be I mean, breaking news if I you wasn't can, here. You can assume that you're here, but you don't really know until you hear you, right? I guess. And until then, they're in the dark, literally, and the silence, if you will. <laughs> Uh, welcome to the show today. Uh, on the agenda, Big J is going to give you a movie review. He watched a movie called Lou. Hey, Lou! And hey, Lou. we will find out exactly why it's called Lou and what it's about. And if it's any good, coming up a little bit later on, it is the number one movie on Netflix. So plenty of people are watching it, regardless of quality. But now Big J will let you know if it's worth your time. We gave away $1,000 to Heather in Nampa yesterday. We've got another person that we're going to draw today, and then at 910 or so, 907, 910, somewhere around there, your first key code word of the day, which is going to be pretty awesome. Your chance to get qualified for today's $1,000 drawing is going to be on the agenda, which is nice. I mean, listen, when you can have $1,000 to somebody here in the Treasure Valley guaranteed every day. You know you're not messing around, right, Big J? Yeah, exactly. So uh, Heather was pumped when we called her yesterday. I'm sure today's winner will be pumped whenever we call them. And maybe, just maybe, it could be you. All you have to do is text in some code words five times a day. And I've gotten a couple of questions. Should we try to answer them? Like, uh, uh, somebody wanted to know if you had to have all five code words yeah, in no, in order to be in the drawing. Ball, friends. No, it's not. Basically, you want to kind of think of this like the NBA draft, and I know sports is like the Achilles heel of the Treasure Valley, but essentially, you know, the worse the team is, the more ping pong balls they get, and you want to think of like the code words that we're giving out as ping pong balls. You only need one code word correct for the day for you to be in the drawing, but you can have as many as five of your names in the daily drawing example yes heather who won yes uh won the first day she had entered all five yeah it gave her better odds of getting one uh that got selected correct so uh that's just it you're increasing your odds you're automatically in the drawing if you send in one if you like miss the 11 o'clock code word that doesn't mean you're out of the drawing it just means that you have one less chance to get in the drawing and there is a new drawing every single day we clear the cachet. It's not like if you enter in a word yesterday, you're into the drawing every day we do it. Nope. We start from scratch every single day. So that's why it pays to listen. And it pays to be a part of the inflation retaliation that we're doing, giving away $1,000 every day here on 100.3 The X Rocks. That is just a few of the things on the agenda today. So it's going to be a decent Wednesday. At least we hope we're going to kick things off with some music this morning. Metallica starting things off here on the morning after on The X. The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Well, it's 
Not a very well-kept secret, but Andy Avalos officially announced yesterday that Taylor Green will be the starter on Friday when the Boise State Broncos take on San Diego State. And, uh, of course, this is right after Hank Bachmeyer has entered the transfer portal. He was not at practice yesterday. I don't think he was expected to be. And so the team announced that, you know what, it's Taylon Green's job. Redshirt freshman is coming in. He'll make his second official appearance of the season. He played a little bit in the Broncos' loss to Oregon State in that game, uh, the first game of the season. Ended up uh, having a... uh, I don't know. <laughs> it wasn't good. That whole game wasn't good. 19 to 28, 155 with a pick in that 34-17 loss. But he did uh, run the ball fairly well, and he's much more mobile, and that's kind of where he came off as a success because they need a mobile quarterback behind that offensive line. Uh, they haven't officially released the depth chart. Boise State rarely does, but the quarterback room looks like this. We've got Taylon Green, of course, then redshirt freshman Sam Vidak. He transferred from Oregon State, then freshman Maddox Madsen, and then redshirt freshman Colt Fulton, all in the quarterback room right now. So a lot of youth and inexperience in that room, and they're hoping that Taylor Green is the answer. Up next, Albertson Stadium, Friday night, 6 p.m. kickoff against San Diego State, uh, a team that has ate the Broncos' lunch the last couple of times. They faced each other. I get the feeling that way the season's going. That might continue, Big J. Yeah, I mean, we don't have any reason to think that it won't. Fox Sports 1 will have the broadcast if you don't want to go to the game. That's where you can check it out, because I know Friday night games, you guys hate those. That's why we don't have them anymore. 6 p.m. is when it's going down. So we got a new starting quarterback, and hopefully this will turn the season around. Yankees took their 20th American League East title last night with a 5-2 victory over the Blue Jays. Uh, No home runs for Aaron Judge. It's been a week, Big J. Is he okay? Is the pressure getting to him? I don't know. I mean, they are they walking him more? You know, we walked a few times. He did. He is, but I mean, he's batting leadoff now, and so they're trying to cut off the walks a little bit. He did uh, score two runs last night, but he he got a chances to hit something, but nothing that really went yard. So he's still sitting at sixty. That's just the way that it's going right now. Uh, Miles Garrett suffered a number of injuries in that single car crash we talked about yesterday. According to the team, they finally released a statement yesterday. He sustained a shoulder sprain, a bicep strain, some minor lacerations, and some bruises. Uh, he doesn't look like he's going to be playing this weekend. They haven't really stated when he's going to return to the game, but he's got some healing to do before he does exactly that. Big J, uh, we're talking a little bit now about uh, some stuff that was revealed at D23. There's a couple of stories that came out. One we'll get into a little bit later on in the show, but we also know a little bit more about Black Panther Wakanda Forever. We know that this movie will be two hours and 41 minutes long. Uh, That makes it the second longest film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You know which one's the longest, right, Big J? Uh, Probably Endgame. That is correct. Uh, That was three hours, Uh, but still, that's only 15 minutes longer than what Black Panther Wakanda Forever will be. I'm not mad at it. I mean, I know that you get uh, up in arms a little bit about runtime from time to time, but uh, I'm excited about where this is going to go. It's going to open up November 11th. That's when it's hitting theaters, and it's going to be a long one. So pack a lunch, and don't forget to sit. You have to sit through the credits, too. You can't leave the theater when the credits roll. It's a Marvel movie, bro. You know better than that. 
sit and stay until the lights come up. That's the way you go at Marvel movies. Yeah. So you'll be there for pro- well. Listen, you factor in previews. It's you're talking about a three hour and ten minute yeah. movie going experience. That's just the way that it goes. For so plan accordingly for Wakanda Forever when it comes out in November. <laughs> Falling in reverse here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. I certainly would defer to you when it comes to Mexican food knowledge and what the best is. And I know you've gone on record before. It's not your favorite place, but certainly you frequent Taco Bell from time to time, right? Oh, yeah. And you know that they have had some pretty good success as of late involving people choosing what hits the menu and what comes back to the menu. Ah, they yes. really lend, leaned into that. You know, that's how the Dorito Locos Taco was created. Uh, that's how the Mexican pizza has come back at Taco Bell. All of these things are are fairly popular. In fact, it made the Doritos Loco Taco a permanent menu item because it was so popular. And so now Taco Bell is going back to this well. And I will ask you, they're giving uh, basically customers a choice <laughs> of two oh, yeah. all-timers that could be coming back and uh, they're only going to let one happen. Uh, you would get to vote for the return of one of these menu items and I'm going to ask you, Big J, which one are you going to go with? The Double Decker Taco. You're not even going to let me tell you which one the other one is. The Enchirito. Right. Uh, I guess I the know. people. I know you know. <laughs> but you do know that we're trying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so you're going to go for the Double Decker Taco? Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's one of, it was one of my favorites. And what does that entail? Because, I mean, the description doesn't exactly give me a good idea as to what it is. They just throw... It says the description is hybrid soft and crunchy shell. What does that mean? So it's soft shell shell tortilla, right? And then they put um, generally uh, cheese and beans on it. Okay. And then it's folded over a hard shell taco that has a regular taco fillings in it. Oh, okay. So it's like a a layer of beans and cheese, and then they wrap a tortilla around a crunchy. Okay. And then the Enchirito is what? You know, I'm not really sure. It's, I think it's um, maybe a beef burrito, but then it's covered in enchilada sauce and uh, melted cheese, and they put it under a thing, and it's all melty. And Is that also good, or was that never really a go-to for you? I mean, it was never a go-to for me, but I know people really liked it. Uh, so when you are voting, if you were to vote, the Double Decker Taco gets your vote yeah, of choice. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, you have until, I guess, the end of next week to vote through the app is the only place you can cast your vote. And one of these, apparently, I don't know if it's a limited time return to the menu, but they're doing like a Mexican pizza with this deal. They're letting fans vote on whether or not to bring it back, and then the leading vote-getter is going to bring it back. Are you guessing Double Decker Taco is going to be the winner? You know, I'm not sure, man. Hard to say. Uh, you never know once uh, once the people that enjoy Taco Bell get their hands on stuff. The one, I, I, I tell you what, I, 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 you, I've gone on the record, I also am not a huge Taco Bell fan, but you'll have to forgive me. Uh, it was called the Cholito. Do you remember it? Yeah, kind of. It was like a 90s, 80s thing. Basically, it was just like a chili a chili and cheese in a burrito. It was like the dollar menu kind of thing. There were yeah. like mini burritos. But I used to love their Cholito. And uh, then they stopped making it, and then uh, that's about the time when, when my body started rejecting Taco Bell, and I decided it's probably best that I don't go there anymore. But uh, I certainly can respect the idea of a company letting people have the, vo- the voice and vote for which of their menu items that they've taken away can come back. It almost makes you think that they take these things away on purpose just to yeah. generate, you know, uh, buzz for them when they return to the menu, a la the McRib. It's really a uh, page taken out of the McDonald's book. Uh, it's like, you know, nobody talks about a Big Mac because it's there every single day and you can get it whenever you want. But boy, howdy, 
when the McRib comes back or the Shamrock shakes, we start jumping up and down. And listen, I'm guilty of that as anybody. So if you are a member of the Taco Bell membership, whatever they're called, you can go on the app and you can vote. The loyal order of Taco Bell (laughs) eaters. For which one of these items you would like to come back to the menu and then you can have your way with it. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Big J watched a movie last night. We're going to find out how good or bad it was with a movie review next on the X-Rocks. 8 o'clock hour this morning, we will give you the brand new song from that band. Godsmack released some new music today. You'll hear it here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Yesterday, right around this time, you, the Collective X listener, selected a movie to for Big J to watch and review for you. On Netflix, that movie was called Lou, and if I'm remembering the description correctly, it is a biopic about Mr. Diamond Phillips. Is that no. correct? No, it's not. Huh? No. Well, what's it about no. then? Uh, well, let's start out with uh, who it stars. It's got uh, Allison Janney in it. She stars as Lou. Now, Allison Janney, uh, great actress. She's got some range, man. She can do comedy. She's uh, She's been in the sitcom Mom and a few other things. I, Tanya. So, and she's also great. Won the Oscar for I, Tanya. Yeah, she, so she's, she's got some chops. And in this particular movie, not going to rely on her comedic roles. Uh, she is a pretty serious uh, person and uh, a small kind of sleepy town on an island. I think it's San Juan Island. And so uh, that's where this movie takes place. It's a it's a, a dramatic thriller, and um, you basically you get drawn in right away, wondering who Lou is because you know there's something different uh, about her as she kind of goes about her business in the opening movie with uh, her and her dog Jax. Um, and so uh, then you get a couple other characters in here, uh, you know Hannah, who is played by uh, uh, Junri Smollett, and then uh, her daughter. <laughs> Uh, I can't pronounce that name. I'm sorry. Uh, okay. V. And um, they're obviously a mother-daughter, and they're living on uh, loose property, and so they that's kind of how you set up. And I don't want to give away too much because of the thriller uh, aspect. Uh, there is some, some twists and turns in here that are pretty interesting. But you've got a combination of thriller and action in here. There's some pretty good action. And just, again, like, okay, what's going on? And in that first you know half hour or so, you're really drawn in. You'd be like, okay, well, I'm, you're very interested in this story and where it's going. It involves a kidnapping, correct? Yeah, V is kidnapped uh by uh, hannah's uh, uh ex-husband who uh who you know she's been had been putting off telling v uh had well she thought had passed away had died in an explosion uh clearly he <laughs> he isn't and has come to uh take his daughter back and then you've got this uh this thing that unfolds and uh lou obviously is not somebody who everybody thinks she is she's somebody else completely and uh a very serious you know portrayed in this movie probably in her uh mid to late 50s but is very capable i'm gonna say granny rambo it it does it does give like netflix has made a uh a a bunch of these movies as of late which is to say that uh it's a young lady or uh an older woman that uh, more there than meets the eye if you will yeah like they have a series of tony collette out about this uh essentially that's what kate is with mary elizabeth weinstein love that movie that's what gunpowder milkshake was you know and so it feels like that's kind of netflix's niche right now is you know ladies who can kick ass as well but they have this exterior that make you think that they can't, but they can't. The, the strong, uh, empowered female lead in a movie, and I enjoy that, actually. It's one of my... I do like that in a movie, and so uh, I really relate to it for, for whatever reason, and so I, li- I enjoyed this movie. I thought it was great. 
I will say this. My only one complaint is that, that a good portion of the storyline in this movie felt to me completely ripped off of one of my favorite TV shows and an overall arcing story that went through the entire series. And I'm like, mm, that seems very similar to relationships and stuff that, that is in that, that storyline, uh, even to the some of the action-based parts of it. But I did really enjoy this movie. I, I thought it was great and I totally think that you should watch it. What show did it rip off? I don't want to give that away because it will give away possibly what what the movie is about. Oh, really? Yeah. Like the, the whole show is about that as well. Yeah, for the most part. Okay. I mean, the overall act arcing, um, you know, storyline uh, in this in this particular show with uh, the the main characters is is very similar to what's happening in here. Well, uh, it sounds like in spite of that, it's Big J approved. Oh yeah, totally. Uh, I don't think you were that into it when you got selected. Yeah, no, of course not. Uh, but why? Oh, it was a dumb title. Lou. The title? <laughs> if it's named yeah. after? Wait, Sorry, but you Lou's. didn't mind Kate, which was named after somebody. Yeah. It's a good name. Maybe well, it's just a name thing. You don't like the name Lou? Nah. Weird. Sorry, Lou's. Well, it's a weird thing to draw a line about. But, I know. Uh, I'm a weird guy. You, uh, Yeah, and different things make you sad. And so if you want to check it out, it's available for you to watch on Netflix if you would like. Uh, Big J says it's worth your time. The movie is called Lou. Enjoy it. It's out there now for you to watch. I haven't looked this morning, but as of last night, it still was the number one movie on Netflix. Was that the case? I, I mean, I don't when, know. When you logged on to it, I guess. I just point. searched for it. I got so. you. Uh, so it looks like everybody's jumping on board anyway. But if you're not, Big J says it's worth the time. How about we check the TDS Fiber Traffic Center here real quickly as you make your way into work or school. Here's CB. There's a signal malfunction at Linder and McMillan Roads. Right now, eastbound 94. And after with Nick and Big J. Everybody's a little bit kind of freaking out about the housing market as it seemed to have come back down to reality a little bit over the last couple of months. But you'd be interested to know that normal home sales are doing actually okay, rebounded pretty steadily over the course of the last couple of months. One thing that is struggling, however, that isn't doing uh, what it's supposed to be doing or holding up its end of the bargain, Big J, luxury home sales. Hmm. That's what's killing the housing market. People can't sell their super expensive houses. In fact, those sales have fallen about 19% in the last six months and 28% in the last calendar year. The largest drops in the luxury market are seen in the larger cities across the country. San Diego, Miami, Oakland. Those are the almost always sunny kind of great weather, nice house kind of markets. But somebody who was in the market for, let's say, a $1.5 million home last year now may only have a maximum budget of about 800000 thanks to higher mortgage rates, which makes very expensive houses a little bit more difficult to buy. Some of the fastest cooling housing markets for luxury uh, houses, Las Vegas, Denver, Austin. So some places that were really hot to move to, that still are the case. But you can't find the super expensive fancy houses, Big J. Whatever will we do? I don't know. Uh, I don't know what line needs to be crossed for a home to be considered a luxury home. I don't know if it's the million-dollar mark. I don't know if it's the $1.5 million mark. I mean, because, listen, there were a lot of houses that were going for seven figures here in the Treasure Valley that I would not call luxury homes for a bit. You know for sure. Mean? For sure. Yeah. And so I don't know what that means. I don't know if there has to be amenities that aren't on there, but I'm just saying if you have a luxury home and you're looking to sell it, probably won't be as easy as you thought. So keep that in mind. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it affects, you know, the, 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 the housing price <clears throat> affects that, too, because it's like, it's not worth $10 million. Right. Right. That's part of the problem. It's like, uh, this this house over here isn't worth $600,000. It's worth maybe three. So right. buying it now at that p- price point is a huge mistake. Yes. Well, I mean, you have to keep that in mind going forward is we have been overpriced for a very long time. And so keeping that in mind as you go forward is probably a good idea, not only for your budget now, but for your future as well. Yeah. And like buying a home right now would be it would be the worst time to buy a home right now. Well, it depends think. on the home, I think. And it depends I, I on the deal. I suppose you're right. But at the same time, it's like especially if prices continue to drop, you, it, would, it would suck. With with the way that the 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 uh, you know mortgage rates are going and all that kind of stuff, it's probably smart not to refinance currently. That is where you're going to run into some issues because interest rates are fairly high and they were they're raising them on the regular. But it is uh, if you find the right house and it makes sense for you, then buy it, man. Nobody's telling you not to. I mean, I would call the big J Ranch out there in Middleton a luxury home, but that's just the way <laughs> no, I look at things. it is not. It's not a luxury home. New York Giants wide receiver Sterling Shepard out for the season. He did tear his knee ligament towards the end of, or actually probably on the last play of the game. Oh, Had man. to be carted off the field on Monday against the Dallas Cowboys. It was a non-contact injury, just running on grass. And next thing you know, he is done. His 2021 season ended the same way with a torn Achilles tendon sustained in a game against the Cowboys. So maybe Sterling Shepard should play against the Cowboys. Apparently that's the uh, the bad luck that he is facing. Although I did see a lot of players, believe it or not, jump up and complain about playing on grass. Did you see this trend in uh, on the huh, social media? No. A lot of people the, the, the non-contact injuries with ACLs and torn ligaments almost always happen on grass. Interesting. Uh, that has a lot to do with the planting obviously of your knee and your shoe and all that kind of stuff that could cause, I mean, one wrong slip in a direction and that's it. And I don't know why grass is more difficult on our ACLs and our PCLs than, you know, turf is. But uh, Odell Beckham Jr. was somebody who has suffered the same injury on a grass field last year and was like, man, we got to stop playing on grass, period. It is terrible for our bodies. And so, uh, which is weird because for the longest time, we've done everything we could for players to play on natural grass, thinking that's the better of the two surfaces. But I maybe with the advances that have been made and the technology involved in that stuff, it's just not anymore. I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, listen, data is going to be the king here. If the data says, you know, these injuries are happening more frequently on grass, then yeah, it's probably something you should think about getting rid of. From Star Trek Next Generation? Mm-hmm. Just days after uh, Chris Red announced his departure from Saturday Night Live, we have some celebrity drama, Big J. Are you ready? Yeah. I'm sure you don't watch Saturday Night Live, so you don't know who Chris Red is, but he has been on the show for the last couple of years. He's also an actor that's popped up on a bunch of different things, but he is leaving the show. But Keenan Thompson, I'm sure you've heard of before, correct? Yeah. Also on Saturday Night Live. The reason why there's drama is because Chris Red announced that he was leaving Saturday Night Live, and then the next day announced that he is also dating Keenan Thompson's ex-wife. What? Now, uh, TMZ and Keenan, to the to his credit, says there's absolutely no bad blood between the former co-stars, but this bond goes deeper than Saturday Night Live. In fact, uh, while Keenan was married, Chris Redd also starred on the sitcom that Keenan had on NBC for the last couple of years. 
he and Christina, his ex-wife, separated in 2019. Uh, he filed for divorce in May after 19 after 11 years of marriage. And so then apparently Chris started seeing his ex-wife. I don't know what the timeline is on that. I don't know if any of it's related to Chris having to leave Saturday Night Live. But uh, I can understand it being a little bit weird. I well, guess. Chris uh, left uh, Saturday Night Live for other projects, including one with Lauren Michaels. Uh, it's something separate other than Saturday Night Live. So it's not like he was fired. It was well, it was because he had some other stuff going on. No, yeah, I don't. I don't think. I don't think anybody was fired from this job. I'm just wondering if there's actually animosity there. Because yes, working with a former boss has nothing to do with you and Keenan Thompson's relationship. I don't know if you, I don't know how you could not have some a little bit of animosity. I mean, that's just a that's a little. It would be a little bit. I mean, especially if you've known each other for so long and you're like, dude, there's like ladies all over the place here. What do you got to get with my ex wife? just it's like the bro code you know what i mean it's like it is yeah again i don't know how close they are but if you work with each other in two separate things my guess is you get along okay or have some sort of friendship and that feels like a really weird line to cross it's also one of those things we're like dude i mean you know that means the time that we were together you had eyes for my lady maybe i don't know I don't. you can't not and, and it, I mean, that's just one of those things. It's like, how could you not admit that? I, I guess I, I don't know. You'd have to ask Chris Red, Big J. Let's get him on the phone. His DMs are open. Slide on in there. Morning after with Nick and Big J. That does not, you don't have to be a female to DM somebody. You know that, right? How about we see know. what's going on inside the TDS Fiber Traffic Center? The morning after with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. Florida is where we're headed for today's We're Going to Hell story, Big J. Look out, Florida. Yeah. And stay safe from the hurricane, guys. As somebody who's lived through a Category 5, it is not fun. Everybody buckle down and stay safe because as much bleep as we talk about Florida, I've been there. I know what yeah. it's like. There's still people there. There's still people there. And some of them are actually good, smart people. And I want everybody to be safe. So lots of luck to those down there that are fighting through that. I know it ain't easy, that's for sure. But... This story happens before Hurricane Ian. Big J, it happens last week, and it involves dating. Now, dating in the 21st century is a little bit different, of course, but there's an old saying that, you know, you want to put your best foot forward on a first date, right? Yeah. You know, you want to act gentlemanly. You want to make sure you are, uh, I guess, selling yourself as somebody that's actually not the sad, tortured person that's actually inside of your real body. And you're putting out this kind of like, you know what, I'm a little bit cooler than I actually am, you know, to seem more attractive to the person that you're on that date with, right? Yeah, I mean, it's borderline lying. Yeah, no, every relationship is built on a foundation of lies. Yeah, you you sometimes find that out 10 years after marriage. Right, like your wife likes movies, which she doesn't. (laughs) Right. And so there's all sorts of stuff that goes on in the early stages of a relationship that kind of build this foundation of what you're going to be. And so there's also a saying, you know, people like to show off for company, right? Show off some sort of skill that you wouldn't normally do just because you're in, like, you know, when Big J used to do the splits out there at the strip clubs. There was no benefit other than, you know, just having a little bit of fun. People would buy me shots. I mean, the benefit there was, yes, you'd get free alcohol, which is exactly what you needed. But it's good times. It also can lead to dangerous things. For instance, today's We're Going to Hell story is all about a gentleman named Trevor Beverly, 23 years old, who was on a first date with somebody they met on Tinder and thought it would be a good idea to show off to his date 
by engaging with police in a high-speed chase on his motorcycle with her on the back. Now, not only was that not a good idea, it also did not want this poor lady who was on the back of his motorcycle date him again. So he walked away empty-handed as he basically blew by a red light in front of a squad car. Next thing you know, police are chasing him on his Suzuki motorcycle, weaving in and out of traffic, running additional lights, and traveling at well over 120 miles per hour, all while this poor woman, having no idea what's going on, is on the back of the motorcycle. Clearly, she's not part of the Fast and Furious family. Well, uh, she was living her life a quarter mile at a time, but I don't think it was voluntarily that. Right. Uh, While Beverly was fleeing, according to police, the passenger could be heard screaming at him to stop, but he refused. And the cop noted in the police report that this was their first date. So she was let go once he finally pulled over and she convinced him to stop. He, however, was arrested and is facing a ridiculous laundry list of charges for this and also is out on a second date. So they're not going to see each other anymore, unfortunately. So maybe that's not the best way to impress a a lady? Yeah, yeah, no, it is not. Uh, Maybe what you do to impress a lady is uh, you blow by the office and you're like, oh, I'm going to get pulled over. You stop, you let her off, and then you just get out of there. Man of mystery. (laughs) Oh, I see. Just bail. Yeah. All right. Go, hey, you know what? Uh, Hopefully we get a chance to get to know each other better, but listen, uh, I got to go real quick, okay? I'll see you later. It's kind of like a Ferris Bueller thing, like where he's hopping over the fence and then he sees the ladies suntanning in the backyard and he just stops and introduces himself and then runs away again. Yeah. Man of mystery. Should always leave him wanting more. I see. All right. Instead of scaring the hell out of him. Should that include always breaking laws, Big J? Well, no, but okay. I mean, it, it was just one of those uh, opportunities that I think he passed up, should have went with, instead of the what he did. Okay, so you're saying once he, he should have pulled over and just ran away from her and said, I'll no, see you No, let her off safely. Right, And then right. him get and the hell he, out of there. Oh, I see. Make it seem like he's on some sort of mission? Yeah. <laughs> true more lies. Style. Okay. Yeah, true so lies. more lies. True All right. lies. Gonna do it, do it right. Remember I mean, old Maxim uh, magazine? You know, but in True Lies, it took a lot of things for that to break right for Arnold. It really should have went the other way. You know that, right? Yeah, well, I was talking more Bill Paxton, but... Oh, yeah, that didn't work out for him at all. He ended up <laughs> crapping himself. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the X-Rock. Latest from Highly Suspect, Natural Born Killer here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. I am certainly not an expert in this area, but I will admit when I read this news today, I was surprised that it took somebody this long to get into this side of things. Uh, Both you and I have been through weddings. Agree or disagree, Big J? Yeah. And they are an expensive endeavor, are they not? Yes, they can be. Even when you are trying to make it affordable as possible, if you are throwing a very big party, marriage or otherwise, it's going to be something that is fairly expensive. And you want to make sure everybody's having a good time. And especially when you get married, there are so many different expenses to things that people didn't know, nor would you have any idea that these things exist. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about this before. Like, you know, when, when I was planning my wedding, I had no idea that there were 
companies out there that you had to hire if you wanted seat coverings because it's not something that is covered usually by something and that's a whole nother company that you have to hire on top of the 900 other things that you're having to worry about in that day but one thing that happens at every wedding regardless if there's chair covers or not are wedding dresses agree or disagree big j yes and those can also be very very pricey and you know only if we're being honest a few places that you can grab them from you know you have to go to like a david's bridal or you have to go to uh in your case big j vera wang you call her up on the phone and get something designed for your family because you're high society but there's not a lot of budget wedding dresses out there are there no till today big j oh You've heard of Walmart, right? <laughs> yes. They got a marriage section now? They're getting into the wedding dress business, man. All right. They have teamed up with a label called Eloquy, and they are going to release a bridal collection beginning on October 13th that will have 50 different dresses that people can buy, and they are going to start their wedding dresses at $89. Now, some of them, if you go high-end and you want to go all out, are going to cost as much as $900, but still, that $900, odds are... Probably less expensive than whatever your wife, girlfriend, whatever paid for a wedding dress that they were talking about getting married in. Wedding dresses are very, very expensive, and so finding this on a budget is probably pretty cool. You can even check out the collection online if you're brave enough to buy your wedding dress online and you know your size. You can do it that way, and that will save you a ton of money, and quite frankly... I think it's genius. Now, I also believe that there will be some, I don't know, pushback. I'm not sure, you know, when you're talking about people that have planned their dream weddings, that, you know, Walmart is factored into those particular occasions. But I'll also say this, ladies. As much as, you know, you may think it's a little bit off-putting to buy your wedding dress at Walmart, I don't think I've ever heard... Now, granted, I'm not uh, of the female variety. I haven't seen a lot of wedding dresses. But the weddings I've been to, nobody ever asked the wedding, uh, the, the the bride, where did you get your dress? Yeah, oh, where? Who did your dress? It's always, you look beautiful, it's gorgeous, it's fantastic, well done. And as long as you look good in it, nobody's going to ask you how much you paid. Nobody's going to ask you where you got it from. So if you want to plan your wedding on a budget or you want to do something and not spend a ridiculous amount of money on a dress that you're going to wear once, hey, I don't blame you. And I don't think anybody else will as well. If you think you look good in the Walmart dress, then knock yourself out. I think it's a great idea for people that want to save money, and it's entirely up to them. Now, I don't know what these dresses look like. They could all be god-awful, and so then you have to factor that in your decision as well. But again, budget wedding dresses feels like a thing that maybe there's some out there, but I'm not familiar with the brand, and this seems like it's a smart play. I mean, Walmart is making money hand over fist. They rarely make bad decisions. This seems like one that they may cash in on if they're going after a particular audience. Agree or disagree? Agreed. Like, would you get upset if Kylie said, uh, I want to renew my vows, but I'm going to get my dress at Walmart? Would you care? No. Right. You just want her to be happy and look good, right? Yeah, of course. And if she thinks she looks good and you think she looks good, who cares where she gets the wedding dress from? It's an option. That's all I'm trying to say. Won't start until October 13th. So those of you that are balling on a budget, now you've got multiple places you can choose your wedding dresses from. Important stuff. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. That was a world premiere of the new Gonsmack song, Surrender. Big J, your thoughts, please. I dig it, man. I dig it, too. Good to hear some new Gonsmack. It's been a while. Welcome back. I surrender. 
Are they asking for it? You waving the white flag? Yes. All right, well, Godsmack wins. One to nothing. Final score. The results are in, Big J. Uh, they did a year-long study of about 14,216 participants. And they found, Big J, if you want to be depressed, be a vegetarian. Uh, vegetarians <laughs> are way more depressed on a more consistent basis than meat eaters. Uh, even when you factor in other lifestyle so choices like drinking and smoking and all that other kind of stuff that's filled with vices, for some reason, if you're a vegetarian, your mind leans towards depression. Now, despite this year-long study and all these people that took place in it, they're not exactly sure why. They're not saying that being a vegetarian makes you depressed, nor are they saying that particular nutrient deficiencies that you do not get when you eat meat and you don't eat that much meat is not that much of a factor either. They just think that maybe it's something else that goes on that there's an association there. But they have found that if you, if they, as they reviewed over 15,000 people, they found a higher, higher, higher degree of depression in those that don't eat meat than those that do. That's so weird. Now, that doesn't mean that eating meat will make you happy, of course. It just means that there's some weird correlation there that they're trying to figure out. But I thought it was interesting. Maybe it's just a facade, Big J. Vegetarians uh, always lead this kind of like a happy-go-lucky granola kind of life, but maybe it's all a lie. Yeah, I don't get it, but, uh, you know, I'm fairly happy most of the time. I and you're meat. a vegetarian. And I eat meat. Oh. New York Yankees took their 20th American League East title last night with a 5-2 victory over the Toronto Blue Jays. They weren't the only team that clinched a division, though. The St. Louis Cardinals did that as well with a victory yesterday over the Brewers. Uh, still no home runs, though, for Aaron Judge. He uh, went to the play. He walked four times. Uh, he also was on plate. Uh, he played the hit a run twice, but not enough to get some swings in to go for home run number 61. Second surgery this year on his left knee did not do the job for Lonzo Ball, the Chicago Bulls. He still can't run or jump or even walk up a flight of stairs without pain, so the team was hoping to have him back by early November. Now they're preparing for a longer absence. Could be around playoff time if this surgery goes well before he is back on the court. The big pop culture news that dropped yesterday, courtesy of a video that Ryan Reynolds did for the D23 convention. Uh, we have ourselves a couple of big announcements about a movie called Deadpool 3, Big J. Whoa! The first big announcement is that it's happening. The second big announcement is we have a release date. Uh, it is far, far in the future. We're talking about uh, September 24th, 2024 is when Deadpool 3 will come out. So we've got two years before it hits theaters. But the big announcement was Hugh Jackman is returning as Wolverine for Deadpool 3. Yeah. Uh, that was a fun you little video. Of course, you yeah. Just knew it they was were teasing happen. it so much and it, had, it, it makes sense. But they also released another video earlier this morning kind of answering, kind of mock answering questions. The big one is how is Wolverine still alive? Those of you that saw spoilers for Logan, by the way, if you haven't seen Logan, that came out seven years ago. You don't deserve ago. to have that even said to you. But uh, you remember what year Logan is set in, right, Big J? Uh, no, it's but it's down the road. Yes, it's 2029. 
is when the movie Logan takes place. And so this one has a chance to be set in modern times and still makes sense for uh, Hugh Jackman as his Wolverine to be on this particular timeline and in the MCU and all that kind of stuff. The Marvel Cinematic Universe has tried very hard through their Disney Plus shows to introduce mutants into the world of Marvel. And so now we, we all figured how long before we get the actual X-Men. You saw Professor X in, uh, in Doctor Strange. And so they were waiting and waiting and waiting. And now we have our X-Men moment officially in the MCU because Deadpool 2 didn't actually count, nor did Deadpool because it was a Fox thing. It was before the MCU came in and around and kind of swallowed everything up. So now it's all happening. Are you excited? Yeah, I'm very excited. I, I made uh, everybody in the family that was at the house yesterday watch the video um, twice. Did they care as much as you? No. But uh, I'd be interesting to see if Wolverine is going to break the fourth wall along with Deadpool. Yeah, I mean, it usually doesn't. I mean, it doesn't happen in the comics, but you, you, you never know what's going to happen Man. in the Deadpool universe. Morning After with Nick and Big J. It is happening, though, so get ready. <laughs> After with Nick and Big J. Yeah, we've got uh, one more pair here of tickets to Trivium between the Barry to Me and Whitechapel. Sunday night at the Rev Center. Could be a hell of a metal show. Faces will be melted. We'll get you set up with these tickets here if you can beat me in Pop Culture Smackdown. Good luck to you. All right, here's our phone number, 208-287-1003. That's the number that you need to call if you'd like to play a little game called Pop Culture Smackdown. That's the easy part. The hard part is then you have to answer some questions, and then you have to hope Big J gets one wrong. All those things come together in, like, a beautiful little pop culture goulash, and next thing you know, you're going to a show on Sunday. Goulash. Hello, The X. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? We're good, man. How are you? Super. Love it. What's your name, man? Michael. Michael, you're up first. Michael, what state was the first moon landing launched from? Was it the state of Florida, the state of Texas, or the state of California? I missed part of that question. Can you say it again? Where, what state was the first moon landing launched from? Florida, Texas, or California? I'm going to go... Florida? Right. Sounded like a guess, but it was a right one. Good job. <laughs> Big J. Uh, Neil Armstrong was the first man to walk on the moon. Which one of his colleagues joined him just a few minutes later on the walk? I want to say Buzz Aldrin. That is correct. Right. Buzz Aldrin was the second man to walk on the moon. Michael, back to you. Uh, he played a therapist in what movie that earned Robin Williams his only Academy Award? Dead Poet Society? Dead Poet Society. I mean, that's a good guess. That's a good guess. Was a teacher in Dead Poet Society. Nominated, did not win. Hello, The X. Hey, how's it going? Hey, he played a therapist in this movie that earned Robin Williams his only Academy Award win. Goodwill Hunting. Right. That is correct. them apples? Big J. Robin Williams' famed Mork character came from the planet Orc, but what state did he live in on Earth? Oh, man. Mork and Mindy. I want to say New Jersey. New Jersey. Wrong. It'd be difficult to be further away from where he actually is in the show. Yes. Uh, Was it the state of Washington, Colorado, or Oregon? Colorado? That is correct. Right. 
Mork and Mindy takes place in Colorado. Yeah, crazy. Uh, congratulations. <laughs> you got yourself all set up with those trivia in between the Barry to me and Whitechapel tickets, sir. Hang on just one second. We'll get some information from you and make sure you're all set for that show on Sunday at the Rev Center. And we'll come back with some headlines. They're happening next on the X Rocks. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Look at us in the headlines, Studio Big J. They are as follows. Get that gig. How can this be a thing and knock it off? How can this be a thing? Divorce has happened, Big J. And Lindsay Marsh of Utah filed for divorce from her husband, but he wanted to keep a memento of their marriage. His memento that he wanted to keep? A book of intimate pictures that the two had taken together. Uh, and a bunch of different intimate messages that the uh, the ex-wife had sent him. And she was like, hey, that's kind of weird and creepy that you want to hold on to those things. Can we not do that? And so they took it to a court. And the judge in Utah ordered the woman to give over her album of intimate photos. Yeah, it's messed up, man. To the husband, which is weird. The ex-husband, mind you. When Marsh heard the ruling, she called the judge's clerk confused, saying, Hey, have you actually ordered me to give nude photos of my body to my ex-husband? And the clerk was like, yeah, I guess that's the ruling. So now we're headed to appeals. Uh, Marsh says that she would rather destroy the original book than hand it over to the ex-husband. And I get that. Right? Yes. This seems like a really weird, like, number one, it's not something that people should be fighting for or about. What legal precedent is the thing, is this? It's so weird and creepy that somebody would say, yeah, you have to give that over. For no other reason other than he wants it as a memento is even weirder and creepier. Yeah, like, why are we allowing people to be super creeps? I don't know. I don't know. More often, more so, why are we j- ruling creeps' favors? Yeah, that's what I mean. It's one thing for people to be creepy. It's another thing for uh, the law, a judge, to support it. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't I would know. be outraged. Yeah, well, yeah, you should be. Uh, whether you're involved in this or not, I understand where she's coming from, and it seems real not okay. Hopefully, the appellate court will come through, and this doesn't have to be actually carried through, but we'll see. Get that gig or knock it off. Get that gig. Big J, I imagine it's been a while since you applied a for a job. But uh, they sometimes you got to get creative. In fact, I, I, I distinctly remember this. When I was going through broadcast school, you know, one of the things they were talking to us was how competitive the world of radio and broadcasting can be. Yeah. And especially sometimes if you're trying to get that first job, one of the things that you could do to get your foot in the door is to do something super creative along with sending your resume and your tape and your air check over to maybe let you stand out out of the group of ridiculous amounts of emails or at that point packages that program directors were getting to try to get you a job. And so uh, I I did try a bunch of goofy things for jobs that I was trying to get when I was first starting out. Like I would send a six pack of beer along with my tape and resume or the one time uh, we actually did something I drove about 2,000 miles to just show up at a place to get a job interview and it worked and they offered me the job and they ended up not taking it but sometimes you have to get creative in order to get your foot in the door and that is what a North Carolina woman named Carly Blackburn did in her job hunt she put her resume on a cake she wanted to apply for a uh, Nike kind of incubator called Valiant Labs And because it's a creative environment, she thought she would approach her job in a creative way. She actually had a picture image of her resume, an edible portion of it, 
printed on a cake. Cool, and then man. she hired an Instacart driver to bring the cake to Valiant Labs. And uh, next thing you know, like 10 minutes later, Vic J, she sure enough got a call from the lab company and they set up an interview with her because of her creativeness. So see, sometimes it pays to stand out from the crowd. Now, it's not going to work for everybody, but in this case, kind of a cool story. Sometimes it's going the extra mile shows an employer you actually want to be a part yeah. of their company, and it could help. Now, it could also backfire miraculously. Uh, like, I imagine if that person was a diabetic, they'd probably be very upset about that present, right? No. So you need to make sure you know what's going on. It's still impressive. No, it's nice. It's nice to go the extra mile and show that you care. But again, it can backfire sometimes. So just be on the lookout. We'll wrap it up with Knock It Off. A Brazilian couple is in hot water after they did something at their gender reveal party that they shouldn't have done. In this particular case, they dyed an entire local waterfall and pond a particular cover color to announce the birth of their son during a gender reveal party. The parents are now being investigated by the local government and being charged with an environmental crime because you can't just throw a bunch of dye into a river no matter where you are. I don't care if you're having a boy or girl or a party. It's not okay. Uh, they have not been identified yet, but there have been several photos of the waterfall uh, made its way onto social media uh, and a bunch of birds that are now dyed blue because they usually bathe in this particular water. And so it's not a good look for this particular place. So a reminder, I don't know what we have to do to make gender reveal parties go away, but it feels like far more bad things happen than good. Yeah, no kidding. Like, guys, just post it on social media what you're having. We're good. I know you want to have a party and get together. I get that, too, and respect it. But, like, I mean, I don't know why 900 different things has to be done because of this. So yeah. maybe think twice. Especially when we all get dragged to your kid's first birthday. Hang like, on. it's conscious and knows what's going on. You're no longer allowed to complain about birthdays. Morning, because you post pictures about your dog's birthday party. Morning after with Nick. It's still you posted. I was forced to do that. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on everything. That's the latest from Ghost. It is Spillways here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. And for my money, there's nobody I trust more about travel stuff than the Big J family. They are globetrotters, ladies and gentlemen crossing continents, going to different places. And so if you need travel updates, Big J's the man for it. What's going on? Yeah, well, uh, I don't mind flying, Nick, uh, and uh, but, uh, but I got a question for you. How would you feel about flying in an aircraft that's only battery-powered? Um, well, I'm guessing, you know, t t technically my car is battery powered as well. Well, it runs on a motor. It still needs a battery to go. I, I guess uh, I am really, when it comes down to it, pretty ignorant with what makes planes function from the word go. So there's already some sort of, uh, I believe, confidence that I'm having in the machinery of an airplane. And I guess that would just add to it. If they say it's safe to fly, I'm going to take them at their word. Okay, well, that's good. Uh, a company in Sweden has developed an airplane that's powered by batteries instead of jet fuel, uh, and uh, it can hold up to 30 people, Nick, so it's not a huge plane, mm. uh, and it's used for short-haul routes, about 120 miles in total, but emits zero carbon. Now, uh, this isn't up for debate on whether or not, you know, how much carbon you use to get to this point, but uh, some big airlines such as United and Air Canada have already placed orders for the plane, which could be used uh, in the air moving passenger from city to city as early as 2028. So again, those those small kind of like, hey, you know what? Uh, Jason Drew, I think he's going to uh, Spokane to go see uh, Iron Maiden. 
puddle I mean, jumpers yeah, kind of thing. There they're, you they're go. small planes. Yeah. Um, so, boom. It's zero emissions uh, carbons here uh, in the air. I, I'm all for whatever they can do to make things uh, better for the environment and all that kind of stuff. I will say this, however. I don't know why, but I feel... I'm much more nervous flying in those smaller planes than I am in the large ones. Does that make sense? Yes. Uh, I've only had to take like a really small kind of plane like twice in my life. Both times I I did not enjoy the flight. They weren't long ones, but like I was going from like one part of Florida to another and I was in like a dual engine kind of like maybe capacity 15 seat plane and it was an awful flight. Turbulence is happening. I mean, it was not fun and I did not enjoy it. See me on the other hand, when we went to... Uh, <clears throat> Excuse me. When we went to um, uh, Belize, when we landed at Belize Airport, we had to take a small plane, a small aircraft to the island that we were actually staying on, and uh, I had a great time. I thought it was great. You know, it, it was like one of those small 30, 30 15 passenger airplanes. How long was the flight? Like twenty minutes? Twenty five minutes? Yeah. 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 And uh, of course, I was sitting in the back without a uh, seatbelt on because there was no seats that could fit me. Uh, and uh, that, but I was, I still had a great time. I got no problems. All with right, them. as long as you had fun. Yeah. Uh, then be on the lookout because I guess some major airplanes are changing some things up. Morning after with Nick and Big J. Got your bad impressions happening next on the X Rocks. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Bad impressions brought to you by Treasure Valley Subaru, the Idaho Center pre owned superstore, Treasure Valley Subaru. And we got tickets to Candlebox, Glorious Sons, and Aaron Jones. It's happening Saturday at the Expo Idaho. Fairgrounds uh, grandstand. So we'll get you set up with those if you figure out bad impressions here this morning. One of the last outdoor shows of the year. If you want in on it, now would be the time to give us a call. 208-287-1003. Of course, the other aspect of this is you got to figure out bad impressions. Big J has three clues. They all revolve around somebody pretty famous. Figure out who that famous person is in those three clues or less. Tickets become yours. Let's go to the phones. Hello, the X. Hey. Good morning, man. What's your name? Mike. All right, Mike, you're up first. Uh, ha, 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 ha. I don't know. <laughs> I'm taking this ship to warp speed. Uh, ha, 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 ha. Next. I started playing Sulu in Star Trek in 1966. Oh, George Sakai. Uh, <laughs> that is correct, yes. it appears. Mike, congratulations. I did an impression, Nick. Oh, my. Uh, hang on one second. <laughs> Candlebox, Glorious Sons, Aaron Jones tickets yours. Why is George Takai in the news? George Takai, 85 and not giving up. He's keeping on keeping working is what I mean. Uh, he has uh, joined the live-action adaptation of Avatar, The Last Airbender on Netflix. Oh, nice. Okay. That's so cool. that is very cool. Good for him. He just popped up in one of the TV shows my kids watch as a voice as well, uh, which is very I mean, easy to pick out yeah, of the lineup. he's got a great voice. And, and I'm sure he's doing tons of voice work, too, while we're at it. Absolutely, yeah. In front of the camera stuff. He has got one of the most iconic ones in all of Hollywood, so it makes sense. I feel like uh, I just, um, I, you know, a great actor, and he's done so many things, and obviously we know him best as Sulu, but I just feel like he, he should have been in, had so many more opportunities to play, to play such bigger roles. Uh, will you be watching this Avatar live action? I, probably not. I'm not a big Avatar airbender I'm an Avatar metal band fan, but not necessarily the last so, airbender. And you don't even like Avatar James Cameron's Avatar, so no. maybe you're adverse to the word. I'm a one Avatar guy, 
So you only have room in your life for one avatar, yes. and that's the Swedish metal band. I don't even like my own avatar. You remind me of Bernie Mac from that movie. All right, Tua, that was fun. There's your bad impressions. <laughs> Morning After with Nick and Big J. We will wrap up the show here next on the x Rock. <laughs> Wrapping up the show with some AFI. When's the last time you said that, Big J? It's been a while. Yeah, shaking things up around here. It's the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Thank you very much for hanging out on this Wednesday. We had a chance to... Get an approval from Big J for a Netflix movie called Lou, of which you can check out now. It is streaming on Netflix. Big J said it was very, very good, and he was sucked in right from the beginning. How about that? Yeah, man. Quite the glowing review for that particular movie. Plus, we had a chance to give away some tickets. That will continue tomorrow. We also did an inflation retaliation code word, and that will continue tomorrow as well. And it leaves you with the floor, Big J. Uh, yeah, hey, you know what? Make sure and get uh, all your screening and stuff done. It's uh, super important to catch cancers and things like that early on um tomorrow my wife unfortunately is going to go through a procedure called a colonoscopy nick so uh, something we all have to do once we hit yeah, a certain age i need to uh, get this set up uh, for me sometime probably uh when i got some time off would be more preferable but uh she's got to go through that awful stuff tonight to get ready for one tomorrow so that like they make them drink something right yeah and then you can't like get yeah it, like, fast. so like just some sort of dye stuff and and uh just uh it's it's not a uh, fun time you gonna be by your side so. for this whole thing like uh, i can't i'll be working oh so but, but is it tomorrow morning yeah tomorrow morning oh, man well best to her she happy you're talking about her colonoscopy on the radio? Yes. Okay. Yeah, of sure. course she is. She's taking the Ryan Reynolds That's route. That's what you get when you talk about how I don't pick up the mail for a week. That was your idea. Uh, oh, fair. <laughs> it's going to do it for us. We will see you guys tomorrow. Jason Drew's up next. Have a good one. It's the X-Rocks. The Morning After podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, idahoadvocates.com.